of the Mississippi On The Move podcast. Assalamu alaikum and peace be unto everyone that's listening and we welcome you all in our listening audience. And those words mean peace be unto you for those that are not familiar. Please allow me to begin in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. I bear witness to the oneness of God 
the oneness of his prophets and the oneness of the messages revealed through them. I am your host, Brother Abdul Shaheed Muhammad, along with my co-host, Brother Kenneth Muhammad. And man, we are we are we are just just so happy to be back and live on the air and to launch our podcast, Mississippi on the Move, brought to you. Uh, by the believing community of the Holly Springs, Mississippi study group. Shout out to all of the believers in Holly Springs, Mississippi and North Mississippi and further down south. And we're going to get right to it. Dear brothers and sisters, we have a program laid out for you tonight and we are expecting a very, very special guest. We are so happy that she accepted the invitation to be on our very, very first podcast as Mississippi on the move. Want to begin with what I call our axioms, guiding principles for our conversation. Uh, The first two that we'd like to use are from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And we ask our listening audience and those who would comment, call in uh, to keep these in mind as we discuss uh, our topics. The first one from the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, it reads, he who gives you the diameter of your knowledge dictates the circumference of your activity or prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. Keep that in mind. He also gave us the definition of a slave, which is a mentality we are still struggling to shake collectively as a people. And that definition he gave us is a slave is one whose power and authority is ruled over by another and whose sphere of freedom is limited according to the wishes of his master. And we have two more coming from our dear brother, brother Kenneth Muhammad, the last two. Last two axioms we like to uh, present. Uh, one is from Carter G. Woodson, and this comes from his seminal work, The Miseducation of the Negro, where he says, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him to go here or yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, If there is not a back door, he will cut one for a special benefit. His education makes it necessary. And the last axiom is something Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. quoted by Victor Hugo when he was writing The Crisis in the American Cities in August 1967. In it, he said, if the soul is left in darkness, Mm. sins will be committed. The guilty one is not he who commits the sin, but he who causes the darkness. Yes, yes. And those are our guiding principles that we keep in mind as we uh, discuss on this program. Brother Kenneth, man, I'm just I'm just I'm just tinkled. I won't say pink. I'll say purple. (laughs) (laughs) Well, better yet, I'm tickled black, man. Yes, sir. Uh, Just to be uh, back on the podcast. Uh, some quick shout outs. Uh, peace family. Brother Najee back down. He's down there in Tupelo. Brother Najee, thanks for tuning in, sir. And we have some others. Let me see who else is on here. Oh, STB Fine Fragrances. Our sister way down there in Stocksville. Uh-huh. Sister Rhonda Muhammad is on. Thank you for tuning in, Queen. And all of those who have joined uh, if you want to join tonight's podcast, um, our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, uh, what's that Instagram Yes, sir. and the like uh, you can go to those locations or the best way to listen is to download the Podbean app to your smartphone launch the application and at the very bottom on the right press skip you don't have to have an account to listen and once you press skip 
Just put Mississippi on the move in the search bar. And when you see our icon, click on it and boom, we are live. Okay, you all, we're going to just start with giving you a brief history of uh, how Mississippi on the move came to be. We actually started as the Saving Ourselves radio program on FM 92.7 in Holly Springs, Mississippi. We were broadcasting locally and uh, we were gaining momentum and steam and it was going pretty good. But in the interest of uh, economic efficiency, I'll put it that way, Brother Kenneth, in the interest of economic efficiency and in the name of the modernization of the way we communicate, uh, people are on their cellular phones and on their, their smart devices and social media is the place where people uh, uh, mostly gather. So in the interest of trying to get the, the message of uh, the Nation of Islam as students and helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, make no mistake about it. Now, that's who we are, students and helpers of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the state of Mississippi up at the northern part in Holly Springs. We decided to move to a podcast format and... Um, uh, when the uh, pandemic hit, of course, everything uh, slowed to a crawl and it's still going on. As the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said to us in his message, uh, the criterion that they would not conquer this virus and it is still going on. And I would strongly encourage us to go and listen uh, to uh, that message. But we be decided to call it Mississippi on the move and to help us to understand what's the aim, what's the purpose of uh, this podcast. Uh, and, and in short, it's really to work with our brothers and sisters, specifically in the Delta, but not exclusively in the Delta, uh, to unite and use this medium or this platform as a means by which the voices in the Delta can be heard and felt throughout the Delta and really throughout the country. I want to send some shout outs to the those who struggle. If you listened at the theme song, we got our own theme song. Uh, write, written, arranged, and produced by yours truly, Brother Abdul Shahid Muhammad. You know, I do a little music. Yeah, I, I like music. it. That's nice. That's nice, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. I was over here, you know, getting loose to that. Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. on video. Yes, that's ours, so we don't have to worry about uh, uh, copyrights and all of that. We uh, Everything you're going to hear on that is on, on this program is owned by us. So we're straight up doing for self, okay? Uh, but... The aim and purpose of this program, as I just stated, to uh, unite with brothers and sisters throughout the Delta. Shout out to those various organizations uh, down in the Delta. First, shout out to my big brother, student minister Abram Muhammad down in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, Muhammad Mosque, number 78 down there. Of course, uh, further south, uh, my dear, dear brother, Kazim Muhammad, who has a radio program down there. And uh, Hattiesburg and coming on back up north a little bit, we're going to stop in Greenville, student minister Larry, and of course, Greenwood, student minister Basil Muhammad. And of course, we want to send shout outs to the brothers and sisters down in Indianola, my brother, Main C. Yeah, brother, we got you in mind. We want to get you on. And certainly, uh, dear brother Lumumba, uh, Patrick Alexander of the Black Liberation Movement down in Coldwater, Mississippi. And many, many others. And if I don't call your name specifically, please, please. Uh, we, we, and let me holler at Brother Lorenzo, who has uh, wonderfully invited us. And we're getting a call coming in already. Stand by just a moment, please. Brother Kenneth. Yes, sir. 
Uh, that's one of the advantages also with the new uh, podcast. We're able to take calls and, and bring them in in real time. So I think this format, uh, Brother uh, Shahid, we're going to going to be able to uh, reach more people. And as you said, we want to um, start with our base here in the Delta in North Mississippi. But we want to connect with all of our listeners throughout the country because uh, during the Great Migration North, many people, uh, our family members, migrated up from the Delta, from the states such as Mississippi and Alabama and Georgia, trying to escape some of the overt oppression and move to the northern cities. So although it's Mississippi on the move, yes. Mississippi has always been on the move because our people uh, after they migrated uh, from Mississippi and some of the southern states up north, they still had those southern roots. That's why when we ever, wherever we are, we get together, we have that in common because we all started right down in the Delta, most of us. That's right. That's right, man. Thank you so much, brother. As a matter of fact, our guest, our special guest for the night, man, she's jumping at the bit to get on. I am certainly excited to have this dear sister on and my big sister, sister Audrey Muhammad is on. And uh, but this program is not going to be for debating or ad hominem attacks and those kinds of things where we attack the character motive and uh, some other attribute of a person rather than dealing with the argument or the substance of the issue. OK, we don't engage in uh, uh, personal attacks, so we will have none of that here. Uh, we're going to move quickly. We're going to go to the, the final call segment. Well, it's just 7.15, 7.14, as a matter of fact, uh, just beyond uh, the top of the hour, just 15 minutes after 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be moving along pretty quickly. But I want to say this uh, to those of us uh, in the Delta, because uh, we take this program very seriously, dear brothers and sisters, and we really want to do the kind of work that and me personally, and I would dare to say Brother Kenneth feels the same way um, that um, the uh, Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and our regional student minister, Abdul Sharif Muhammad, of course, and our national officials would be pleased with. Our desire and goal is to unite our people and to work together with operational unity to do something to help our people uh, throughout the Delta. But we must learn that even when we have differences, dear brothers and sisters, we must always be just and equitable to one another and to others. Black organizations in Mississippi and in general must now more so than ever learn that no matter how much we disagree, we must never allow our open enemies or anyone for that matter to put us against one another. We must find ways to work together beyond our philosophical, theological, political or tactical uh, differences, um, we must uh, learn to do that, work past those differences. We may not agree on principles in these different areas, but we can all agree on fighting for justice in the Delta and throughout America. We can agree to stop the killing among our people. We can agree to end poverty and abuse of our women and children, the disrespect. We can agree to end the disrespect and abuse of our elders and engage in the activity of doing for ourselves to create opportunities for our children and improve our life outcomes. I think we can all agree on that. And I believe that's where we should focus. Now, 
We must agree to fight to end crime, police brutality, and the Delta, man. It's a lot going on. I'm getting a lot of stories, Brother Kenneth. And unjust incarcerations, racism, sexism, and of course, white supremacy. And this should compel us to look beyond the artificial barriers that cause us to remain disunited, okay? So that's what, uh, that's what we are about here at the Mississippi On The Move podcast. But Kenneth, man, we're going to go to the final call segment. For the segment, I want to read to read to uh, whatever you got. I know you got something, right? I hope to have something. <laughs> but hey, we're going to go to our final call segment. Brought to you by Brother Kenneth Muhammad. And he's... Thank you, Brother Shaheed. Yes, sir. Uh, I see you got a lot of new toys over there that you're playing with, brother. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Well, as part of our mission to reach our people, um, <clears throat> Mississippi on the Move will feature each week a segment highlighting the Final Call newspaper, a message dedicated to the resurrection of the black man and woman of America and the world. Now, in this week's Final Call, of course, one of the lead-in stories uh if you haven't seen it on the news, uh, there was a man in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, that had encountered a police during a routine traffic stop and at the end ended up uh, dead, shot in the back of the head. Well, the um, Michigan um, DA has indicted or charged him with uh, second degree murder. And mm -hmm. so um, that yes. is a, a rarity, even though it's been happening more frequently in the last two years, really since uh, George Floyd. Yes. Uh -huh. But uh, being charged with something and being convicted is two different things. So sometimes we do the politically expedient things because of the fear of social uh, unrest. They don't want their towns uh, being burnt down. And so once the video came out and it was, uh, it spoke for itself. And although we've had videos in the past, uh, this time we got an officer again, this is rare. As yes, much it is, as, as we come in contact with police and it ends the wrong way, it is still rare mm -hmm. that an officer is ever charged yes, sir. with killing a black man. So we want to keep our eyes open on that. That was one of the stories in this week's final call. Also, mm -hmm. there was a story about Ivermectin. Yes. And one of our sisters, the doc from the top of the clock in Philadelphia, yes. uh, Dr. Sophia Shabazz, uh, she actually uh, was threatened by the insurance provider, uh, had her, oh, <laughs> her license pulled uh, because she was using ivermectin along with other things as an alternative to getting the vaccine. Uh, contrary to popular belief, there were a large segment here in the United States and America that was uh, against getting the vaccine because it was experimental. Now, we never yes. tell you what to do or what not to do. We just present information. But what makes this a case uh, unique and really a victory is because um, there was certain language that was used in order to get all of these vaccines uh, passed yes, without sir. the normal FDA uh, trials and studies that normally take mm -hmm. years. Technology, and, brother. <laughs> yes. And um, reading the article, I didn't know that uh, in order to do that, one of the criteria is for there not to be any other therapy. 
And so uh, ivermectin is one of the three things that WHO, the World Health Organization, described as an essential <laughs> medication. I didn't know that. What I do remember, wow. how they were trying to uh, promote it as something just for animals, horses in particular, although there are many countries, I want to say the article said 57 uh, total that have been using ivermectin and have been having great uh, success with it. So after going in front of a peer review board, uh, our sister, uh, Dr. Sophia Shabazz, uh -huh. was victorious. And we think this is going to open up the door uh, for others who were uh, unjustly treated because of their refusal to take the vaccine or just offering other remedies. And uh, at no time in the United States history has something been uh, so forcibly forced down the citizen, citizenry of America's throat mm -hmm. as these particular uh, vaccines and shots. And again, we're not saying what to do, what not to do. That's right. But we're just dealing with the facts. And um, the last issue I want to bring up before we get to our special guest, yes. th there has a Mississippi on the Move article um, empowering black people through the injustices uh, and this article is written by one of our sisters down in Holly Springs, Lakeisha yes. uh, Deberry, and it highlighted the first town talk. Yes, it did. That was held, and you were uh, on the panelists. And uh, as always, it was a wonderful thing. Our brother Patrick down in Coldwater, Mississippi, uh, the line of the Delta, yeah. uh, moderated, and I mean it was it was fantastic. Sir. And uh, it's good that. Uh, the final call put that in because uh, one, we need our own uh, medium yes. of in uh, information. Yes. We can't rely on uh, USA Today, CNN, nope. and all of these other people to highlight stories that um, focus on black issues in particular. Mm -hmm. You know, because we have to start looking at things from a black perspective in order to deal with it effectively. That's right. So I'm glad that. Uh, we decided that every podcast we're going to highlight that the final call news program that's of the right. Nation of Islam. Number that's one the minister. Final call newspaper. Uh -huh. uh, you can also um, uh, get that subscription. You can also get it digitally. We're going to have all of that coming at you real soon. So, brother, I'm excited about what's going on. Yes. I want to thank everyone for being patient with us because people, wherever I went, they would always ask, hey, when your radio program coming back? When yep. you coming back on? That's what they said. Well, guess what? We back on now. We back. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. Let me send some thank yous, first of all, to the believers of the Holly Springs Study Group for their unwavering support. And I always mention those hardworking, hardworking laborers of the Holly Springs Study Group, our student minister emeritus, Student Minister Patricia Muhammad, of course, to the laboring staff, to our recorder, Sister Audrey Muhammad, of course, yourself, Brother Kenneth, as the uh, the interim or the uh, working, hardworking FOI coordinator, and our dear sister, Sister Tammy Muhammad, uh, who is the MGT coordinator. And we're looking for some great things, man. We're, we're going to be working hard, doing our dead level best to plant that flag in North Mississippi. And as you may have heard in the lyrics of the Mississippi on the Move theme song, one of the things we said was the spirit of Aziz is back on the rise. 
So um, that was a hardworking man, his legacy, and we certainly will not allow the hard work that that dear brother did to be uh, uh, assigned to the dustbin of history. That, And when I say history, meaning their story, that name will be remembered and his work will be highlighted. Well, brother, we move in close. We're at 724. We're expecting our special guest at 730 on the nose. And she's already called and said, hey, I'm ready. I'll be calling right back at 730. And man, I'm I'm excited because her presence tonight is right in conjunction with in harmony with what our sisters who have organized Sister Coretta Muhammad, Sister Tanmi Muhammad and the MGT of Holly Springs have organized a women's acknowledgement banquet where we are honoring uh, women of excellence in the Holly Springs community. So, yes, uh, yes, sir. And I'm, I'm looking forward. That's going to be this Monday, Monday at 1 p.m. till 3 p.m. Yes, sir. At Oak Hall. Or oh, no, not Oak, Oak Hall. Palace. Oak Palace. Right, right. See, I'm used to Oak Hall, but Oak <laughs> Palace in Holly Springs, Mississippi. It's a community event. Uh, we encourage those in North Mississippi to come out. Yes, sir. Also, uh, we have the Juneteenth uh, oh, yeah. celebration of yeah. this yeah. Saturday. This Saturday. Uh, I think you'll be a panelist or you'll be speaking. Also, they may have some other things going on. I think I've heard about a fashion show. Yeah. I know when we get together, there's always some good food. Yeah, there's always some good it's food. It's going to be some good eating down <laughs> it's there. It's going to be some good eating. Hey, we're going to be introducing that Supreme. We've already introduced that Supreme Bean Pie. Down there in Holly Springs, coming straight from Chicago and some other delicacies that we're oh, going yeah. to be introducing oh, yeah. to the Holly Springs community. So now make sure you get that final call and that Supreme Bean Pie. Just call or come by 165 North Memphis Street for those that are in the immediate area of Holly Springs, Mississippi. Talking about the people in Victoria, New Albany, Red Banks. Red Banks. Yes, yes. I'm getting to know the cities down there, brother. I've been doing yes. a little traveling. Yeah. So Bahalia. Bahalia. Uh-huh. If you're in Marshall County, you need to come get the pie. Yeah, you need to come on get it, man. Come on. You know, you know you've been hearing about it. Bean pie. What's that? Well, come and let us show you and uh fancify your taste buds. Man, we got a lot of people who have come on uh on uh on our on our program. Uh, we got our brother William is on, brother Derek is on, brother Kennedy Ray Jones Senior. Thank you, dear brother. Houston, Texas. Yeah, man, they're all the way from Texas up in there, man. Thank you all for tuning in. Brother Al Mace, my sister Coretta is on. Sister Aisha Muhammad is on. And of course, my beautiful sister, my beautiful queen, Sister Shahida Muhammad. She signed on and everybody's saying peace, family, and giving uh, big ups. And uh, God willing, man, this will be the beginning or the genesis of something that will be recurring and will certainly be a platform for us and our people. Yes, sir. And um, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the uh, sister, I think, is Reverend Harris at the yes. Ida B. Wells Museum. Reverend Deanna Harris. And she's going to be doing something, uh, she, is it July? July. The 160th, I think, celebration of the birth anniversary of Ida B. Wells. And wow. we're, we're going to be working with that dear sister to make sure that the memory of her is not assigned to the same dustbin of history so and I mean you may have heard it in the lyric too I say when I said Sister Addie B or I'm sorry Sister Ida B and Fannie Lou Heyman that is check them out and you'll know what to do so hey listen man Mississippi is on the move 
Uh, I'm again, I'm excited and got a couple of more minutes. Uh oh, uh oh, I think we got somebody calling in and we're going to let's see who is this. Hi, alaikum. Waalaikum salam, sir. How are you? I am well, man. She is on, brothers and sisters. She is in the house. Sister, Sister Carmen Muhammad. Yes, sir. How are you? How is everyone out there in the great Mississippi? Sister, we are black tasting and getting better. That's one of the words I like to use. Um, yes, sir. Sister Carmen, let me introduce. Well, I'm going to just mention, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself. This is our special guest. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'll let Brother Kenneth do the introductions. I've been running my mouth, so I want to allow my brother to do the introduction of our sister Carmen and sister, and we're going to make way and let you have it, sister. We've got a few questions for you, too. All right, all right. Assalamualaikum, Sister Carmen. Waalaikum salam, sir. How are you? I'm doing well, by Allah's mercy and grace. You sound so energized today. <laughs> yes, energy. Yes, sir. All praise is due to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. We should be beloved. That's yes, right. We woke That's right. up this morning. We got uh-huh. a roof over my head. We got clean clothes on our back and we still now. fighting for Islam. Come on. Yes, we will yes, surely sir. win. Come on. Yes, sir. Well, Sister Carmen, uh, we got you on. Uh, before we get deep into it, uh, tell the uh, listening uh, audience, tell them a little something about yourself. Wow. Well, first of all, I want to humbly thank you and your entire listening audience for this opportunity to just share some brotherhood and sisterhood with all of your listeners. Um, I am a member of the Nation of Islam. I have actually been a member of the Nation of Islam since my early teens. Mm. I am a mother, a grandmother, and all of those other wonderful things. I am also an emerging, even though I've been into clothing and designing now for over 20-something years, I still call myself an emerging modest fashion designer. I am... Humbled and honored. I don't I don't really know what else to say. It's hard to talk about yourself, yes. you know, because <laughs> I really, you know, I'm just thankful. I feel like I'm another one of those those bodies or individuals that God is allowing to to serve him on this earth. And so it's just kind of hard to talk about myself other than I love Islam. I love mm. my people. I love when we come together and we unify and we go to work to build our nation and to build a better life mm. for black folk. Yes, ma'am. You know, who we deserve that. We, we really do, do deserve it. Definitely. So um, I don't know any other way to sum it up. Well, what we'll do, we'll maybe ask the question and that elicit the answer that <laughs> our listening audience uh, would definitely, definitely uh, need to hear. And uh, let, let me say also, sister, this is, of course, as the uh, flyer that we uh, that, uh, distributed or disseminated throughout social media, uh, this is concerning um, the uh, International Modest Fashion Week that's going to be in Chicago coming June 30th through July 3rd. 
and it's international. And sister, you say you are a fashion designer. I mean, it's a lot bigger in my mind. You are a trendsetter. You are a paradigm shifter in my estimation, sister. So with the help of a lot, that will take place. But Brother Kenneth is going to ask some questions. I have some questions. And brothers and sisters, in this issue of the Final Call newspaper, there is an article uh, concerning this uh, fashion gala that will be taking place in Chicago uh, come at the end of this month, June 30th through July 3rd, that you may want to read and check out. Uh, these are the things that's going on that CNN is simply not going to report. So we have to tell our own story. So, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we we got to tell our own story. We can't expect someone else to tell our story and tell it the way we would and with the love, care and uh, passion that we would. So we're telling our own story. So, Brother Kenneth, man, I think you got some questions over there. I have a couple myself, but I'm going to let you shoot <laughs> first, brother. Well, brother, uh, Sister Carmen, uh, when did you first realize that you had an interest in being a fashion designer? What inspired you to create Al Nisa Designs? Yes, sir. Well, I, I, I was always, I think, every young woman or young girl, when you're growing up in you are given dolls to play with. You know, we don't hear that anymore. You know, uh, we've mm. advanced ourselves so much in society that you don't hear young girls talking really about playing with dolls. Mm. But I, my mom was a very fashionable woman. And so, you know, growing up and you're playing with your dolls and you're making doll clothes, you kind of develop an interest in dressing things and dressing yourself. Um, I really got into fashion when I was in junior high mm -hmm. and in high school because I found that, you know, what you wear and what you put on can be very attracting to individuals. And so I really started playing a lot with fashion then. But I guess when I really got serious about fashion, it was when I was making my way from Islam from, I'm sorry, from the, the other world into Islam, because at the time that I was processing, I had become a dancer on soul train. Uh -oh. uh, so I, <laughs> yes, I was. I was a good dancer too. I, I was a good dancer. Okay. I don't know what I'm but, looking at the soul train line right now. <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, that was really when I really started thinking seriously about fashion wow. because for a lot of my peers and the folks I was hanging with, they couldn't believe that, you know, I had made my way to soul train as a, as a young girl from the LBC, what they call it, Long Beach, California. Wow. So it was like, you were about to be a star. You on there with Demita Joe and Pat Davis and y'all doing the robot and you coming down the line. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you coming here talking crazy. Tell me you with Elijah and you going to be a Muslim, you know? Yes, what is that going to look like, right? <laughs> so it was um, my not wanting to disconnect myself Right. from my peers. I didn't want them to feel like I was different and so different that mm -hmm. we couldn't still have a sisterhood right. and have a conversation. Come on. So, you know, as I was getting and processing to get my ex, 
on my first day of my senior year of high school, I had gotten my ex. Mm. And so I started thinking about, okay, what am I going to wear to school? Right. I, I mean, I knew I was going to wear the headpiece, right. but I didn't know what the rest of I was going to look like. Right? <laughs> right. So that is when I really started to, you know, dibble and dabble with designing clothing. Uh-huh. And honestly, that was when I saw the impact in the power Mm. of a design because when I walked on campus they was like ooh oh oh that's how y'all do it that's how y'all do it you know <laughs> so I knew then that hey this is something in this right because it kept me connected to my sisters in that manner and it almost had them admiring me Mm. from a distance because they felt like you real you're authentic i mean you really into this so that's when i really started wow praise be to allah sister carmen i want to ask you i mean that's your genesis uh for our audience what what are some of the places um nationally internationally and otherwise that fashion design modest, let me put the adjective modest, because see, we have a certain perception and looking at today's fashion designs. I mean, I've seen some fashion shows, you know, how you see a picture and, and it's not something I would go to store and buy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at any rate, what are some of the places that fashion, modest fashion design has taken you? What are some of the places? I'm sorry, sir. I, I didn't hear them. That it's taken you in the world. Countries oh, world. Yes, yes, sir. Well, I tell you, brother, I, I really, when I started doing shows, I started doing shows in Los Angeles. Mm. And I would do an annual fashion event once a year. So for years, my base for my fashion shows was in Los Angeles because at the time I was working with a lot of entertainers and a lot of professional athletes. Mm. So I would use the organization of their big black tie events, right? As a means for using the fashion and presenting modest fashion. It was in 2017 Mm. that I received a call from a very powerful, influential woman out of the Middle East by Mm. the name of Aliyah Khan. She Mm. was the founder of the Islamic Fashion Design Council. And someone had spoken to her about my fashion. Mm. And she actually went online and she looked at my Instagram page and she emailed me and she said, I need to speak with you. Well, when I called her, she says, you know, my organization is going to be the first organization to ever couple up and do a partnership with a mainstream fashion week. Mm. She said, and I've been looking for modest designers from all over the world to come and to premiere at this major event, a milestone event. And, you know, before I knew it, I was like, I'm in, I'm there, right? Yes, ma'am. And I hung up the phone and that was really the beginning of my journey in an international environment. So it was that show and taking my sisters with me Mm. that we really were able to make history because 
we never go anywhere mm. dressed other than who we are. Mm. So you know who we are and where we come from, but it's that presence mm. of that headpiece yes, and the way that we've been taught how to act at home and abroad yes. that just drew the people to us, brother. When we got mm. off the plane, you would have thought we were Beyonce and Jay-Z. <laughs> Come on, now. I'm telling you, they was coming at us like that, brother. It was like, can I get a selfie? Can I get a picture? Wow. So that was the beginning. And I think it was that, I know it was that appearance at mm. that show that propelled me into an international environment, it put me on the radar. Wow. So when I went to that show, I went there with absolutely no expectations other than I'm here to represent the women of the nation of Islam, the, the, the nation that I love, mm. and I wanted to do the very best that I could do. And mm. it was the winning of the different awards, which I didn't even know that they were giving awards, wow. you know, and I ended up with, mention them as you talk. I ended awards. up winning the at film award. Okay. Uh, I also won the Louis Vuitton brand ambassador award. Wow. And then I won the rising star award. So, I mean, it was doing all that. And then on top of that, the sisters, that were in the audience that was with me, mm. they were so eloquently dressed every night in their headpiece. We were all in the same color. So after winning all the awards, a reporter took a photo of them and they said, the pink hijab ladies steal the show wow. at Torino Fashion Week. Now, this photo and this article appeared in the Kaji Times on the front page, brother. Mm. And it just blew me away. Wow. So it was kind of like after that, it was just a, a snowball effect. I went to Paris Fashion Week. Wow, then Paris. from Paris Fashion Week, yes, sir. And from Paris Fashion Week, we went to uh, back to um, Italy and then back to Dubai. And then from Dubai, I was invited to Milan Fashion Week, mm. where my name was entered into the Milan Library wow. of Fashion Designers. So even today, you can go to Milan and you'll find in the Milan Library, Carmen Mohammed wow. Al Nisa Designs, which wow. is just a which is just a reputation, a representation of who we are. So those are some of the places. And then, of course, I've gotten invitations to Saudi Arabian Fashion Week, to wow. Istanbul Fashion Week, to Turkey Fashion Week, to Manila Fashion Week. Yeah. I've gotten oh. invites to all these different <laughs> fashion weeks. So it's been really a whirlwind journey, but not without ups and downs and not without highs and lows but by the grace of Allah mm. that God Master Farad Muhammad that's right I'm telling you brother it ain't nothing like this journey right here come on nothing. sis come on that deserved a, a round of applause sister yes, and it did. Yes, I mean it did. that is magnificent that you that it's taking you to those various locations and destinations yes sir it's a blessing. It yes. really is. I mean, I'm a little, I remember 
My roots is from the LBC. Come on, I'm man. a girl that grew. <laughs> I'm a young girl that grew up on the east side of Long Beach. I mean, never ever, huh? No, I said the LBC. I thought about Snoop. Yeah. Oh, all of them, all of them are like my 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 little young 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 homies. Yes. You know, I mean, my children grew up with them, so we know all of them. Some of them call me moms. You wow. know, yes, so ma'am. it's it's really all good. But you know, when you're growing up and you're growing up in the family of a single parent black woman, even though we came from my roots with my family, we came from a family of very progressive individuals, you know, you still don't always, because you're not cultivated in Islam, you don't have the mindset that 196 million, 940,000 square miles of the earth belongs to us. So I never thought that I would even travel to the places that Allah took me to. But that's why I know the divinity and what happened, that it was all because Allah wanted it to happen. Didn't Come have nothing to do with me. Come on now, to God be the glory. That's that's right, sister. Yes, man. Sister Carmen, we had spoke uh, last week, and you had mentioned a uh, conversation that you had had with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have to get into detail of a private conversation, but how did uh, that conversation, what effect did it have on your mindset and how did it influence you and, mm-hmm. and move you to what you're doing right now? Brother, anytime, anytime Come on now. that that man tells you that something that you did brought tears to his eyes, You don't need to hear nothing else. Mm. It makes you know that God is pleased with what you're doing. If I can bring comfort and joy to a man who has given his all for us. And he says to me that what we did in Italy brought tears to his eyes. Mm. My God, how can you not be affected? We live our lives to be pleasing to Allah Mm. and to be pleasing to the Messiah that we make him feel good and comfortable because of the sacrifices that he's made for us. Yes. There were so many things that he said to me. Mm. I got a spanking too now. You know, <laughs> he going to correct you. Yes. Oh, Lord. You know, and that'll that make you nervous, right? That's a blessing, <laughs> you know, though. It's a blessing. But he gave me, you know, a better understanding mm. of what was going on and what was being done. Yes, ma'am. And so, I mean, he said things to me like, you know, Sister Carmen, they love to see you coming because they're still in your clothes. Mm. And I want you to protect yourself, you okay. know. And, you know, because we had an incident in mm-hmm. Italy mm. where everybody's luggage got to Italy but mine. Mm. And all the way up to the day of my appearance, 
all of my clothes were mysteriously lost. Oh, wow. My son said, he and another sister said, well, we're going to go over to the airport in Milan and try and find out. So I didn't really even know on that night that I would be appearing. And they had said, well, we found them and somebody will get them to you. And I notified the hotel and we were going out of the hotel. My son and the uh, sister who was there to help me, they were going to go over to the airport and they got in a cab to go there. And I, I don't really remember how this transpired, but I had gone downstairs in the lobby and I said, I got to go back up to my room. Mm-hmm. And when I went up to my room, my luggage was there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, what? Voila. I, Voila. And I called downstairs and I said, who brought my luggage? Nobody could tell me who had brought it to my room. I said, oh, Uh-oh. Allah. Uh-oh. But I went through it and everything was there. Then as we were preparing to come home, one of the sisters was challenging a uh, one of the air flight attendant people that check you in. Right. And it went from that to it escalated to them kind of having a confrontation. And she called the guards to come to where we were. And they started talking about taking everybody's passport. Wow. And I'm like, <laughs> damn. Excuse me. Right, I'm like, we about to get locked up. Right. And my son, (laughs) who does dignitary protection, Uh he said, you all go sit down and let me handle this and just be quiet. And we got everything worked out and they gave us back our passports. But it made me think more deeply about what I was doing. Yes. And that everybody may not be. Happy Come on, sister. with what I was doing. Correct. And those were some of the things that I also did get some some advice to some degree on mm-hmm. because he said from that point on, he wanted to know how we were moving. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. I so I tell people, you know, it looks like a lot of fun and glamour and all mm-hmm. of that. Come on, sister. But when you're trying to usher in mm. a message from God's man, you get a target on your back. Come on, sister. Talk about that you target. You get a real target on your back. And people don't understand that. You know, they be thinking something else. And I be looking and I'll be wanting to say it ain't what you think it is. That's okay. Because right. mm-hmm. now you have become an enemy of the greatest enemy to God mm-hmm. and to God's man. Yes. And don't think that they don't want to shut that down. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. That's I just right. received a lot of very valuable advice that made me, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, sis. Go ahead. That's that's me. Right I now. just received a lot of very valuable advice that made me more security minded about what I was really doing. It helped me to understand that this was an assignment. Right. It was an assignment. 
that had been given to me. And then the funny thing about it, about four or five months after I'd had that conversation, we ended up going to Los Angeles to meet about doing Beverly Hills Fashion Week. And the sisters and I decided we were going to go over and see the Grove, a new mall that they had put up. And as we're walking past the Gucci store, uh-huh. there in the display in the window is a, a a mannequin with what looks like she got on a headpiece. Whoa, they stealing now. <laughs> I said, oh, Allah. Uh-huh. Mm. That's how they do, sister. They've done it. That Cadillac man, right? that man. That. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yes, sir, brother, that was some of it. I can't get into some of the other stuff, you know, because a lot of it had to do with the personal whooping. Yes, uh, that's all right. That's all right. And but sister, I'll take them whooping. Them kind of whoopings yes, I'll take. That's true. Okay? keeps us straight. Because those are whoopings that are guidance. That's and right. they are love whoopings. They're Come to on. keep us in line with the mindset of God's man. That's right, sister. Now, sister, now somebody just, it was Sister Patsy. She just called. Sister Patsy, please call back. Sister, now you have people wanting to talk to you uh, in the <laughs> audience. Uh, the call-in number is, of course, 901-877-4478, and we'll try to get you in. But, Sister Carmen, I'm thoroughly enjoying you know, your commentary, sister, and you telling us. But you mentioned the target on your back, and and I want to mm-hmm. kind of get into that. Uh, mm-hmm. As because see some of us like you were saying see one thing but really another thing is going on because the fashion fashion industry is interested in keeping women and particularly the black female naked and disrobed and or scantily clad with barely Absolutely. anything on so this uh, share with the audience what this really means is this just business and fun and fair or is there an element of war involved with this oh it's definitely it's definitely war Mm. it's definitely war and modest fashion it's a revolution Mm. we are fighting for the dignity of god's women we are fighting to be able to be that woman of god that we were created to be if i can make you an object of an attraction because I've disrobed you and I've taken all of your clothes off. I've made you into something other than who you are. Yes, ma'am. And I made you to think and believe that that is the essence of beauty. Mm. If you really look back even prior to us coming through the through the middle channel, yes, ma'am. prior to us being slaves, even when you look at old movies, they tell us the true story. We just don't have the knowledge to mm-hmm. see the story. Yes, ma'am. When you looked at slaves, you didn't see them with hot pants and mini skirts on. That's right. You saw them in a sweltering environment of a feel and they were fully dressed when you look at the harlem renaissance you see a dignified black woman you see a woman stylishly dressed Mm. in furs and minks and gloves and hats and and, and clothing 
below the knee. That's right. That's who that's took okay. your clothes off, sister? Mm. It wasn't you. It was somebody that don't love you. Somebody that knows that when they begin to disrobe you, they are actually disrobing your mind. Mm. They are making you less than who you are. They are making you to believe that this artificialness Mm. is the real beauty. They don't want you to come back to who you are. They don't want you to be the mother of civilization. They don't want you to be the queen that you are. They want to separate you. They want to keep you in their world because they already know the world belongs to us. That's right. Wow. Wow. Now, what do you say to to women? Because there's this perception where our women are concerned because they dress, they are modest and dressed. And there's this thought out there that they are forced uh, to, to dress down and, and other cultural norms that are, that are not Islamic. They are cultural expressions of other cultures that have nothing to do with Islam. What do you say to, to women out there that have that thought in mind that you are forced and our sisters are forced to dress the way uh, your designs are? Absolutely not, sir. Absolutely not. And I say that because, again, you know, everything in actual facts, if we read, we would know. We don't read. We don't study. We don't investigate. That's right. Okay. So we're made to believe Because we don't run anything, sir. We don't run media. We don't run entertainment. We don't run sports. These are three of the top industries, money-making industries in the entire world. So when you are taught that this is the way or somebody else tells you that this is the trend and you don't think for yourself, you follow what is a trend. Modest fashion is high civilization. That's right. It has nothing to do with, yes, it's attached to religion, but it has really nothing to do with religion. It has to do with beauty That's and right. elegance and high civilization. Yes, ma'am. And if we knew that, we wouldn't see it mm. as as bearing something that's being forced upon us, we would see it as a source of beauty and a source of style, a a source of culture, a source of high civilization. So I don't, when people approach me with that brother, Mm -hmm. I say that the best example is to show them that we are right down to the modern times. No, we're not naked but we are high civilization and we are women of God and you are a woman of God. You are the second self of God. So you need to learn who you are so that you can accept your own and and be yourself and not worry about what somebody else is saying. Sister, I got a caller in. Um, My wife came in and showed me a function on this and we still, I'm still uh, navigating and learning the technology as I go. (laughs) We have a caller that came in. Uh, Caller, are you there? I think it's Sister Coretta Muhammad. I don't know what I'm seeing that on the call-in list uh, on my screen. I see that she's called in. 
and, and there may be something else that I need to do, but this is our first program and uh, the call in. It's number. all right. And I probably put a monkey wrench in it, right? Because yes, I'm on the phone. No. Yes, yes, yes sir. But we're at the top of the hour. You're listening to the Mississippi on the Move podcast. We want to get some commercials in, Sister Carmen. So we're going to break yes, away sir. for just a minute and we're going to uh, get some public service announcement and some commercials in uh, for tonight's broadcast. And uh, we will be right back what's your source for truth in news where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced subscribe to the final call news your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. The Urban Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. The Urban and we're back with the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Again, I'm your host, Brother Abdul Shahid Muhammad, along with my co-host and dear friend, Brother Kenneth Muhammad. <laughs> and we have as a guest tonight, our sister Carmen Muhammad. Uh, she's uh, the uh, sponsor and organizer of the Women Working Together Incorporated Fashion Gala that is to take place on July 30th through, I'm sorry, June 30th through July 4th, a third. I'm getting these dates all mixed up. That's June 30th, y'all. Let's get it right. From June 30th to July 3rd in Chicago, Illinois. And she is the owner and uh, CEO, I would say, of Alnisa Designs for those sisters that are interested and would like to know more about her designs. Sister Carmen, you're still there, I'm sure. Is that right? I'm here, sir. Yes, sir. Now, sister, uh, uh, to the women that are listening and brothers that are listening, too, that would want to gift uh, your special lady uh, a design. These fashions, some think that they're just for Muslim. That's a Muslim dress or that's a Muslim thing. Uh, right. Speak to that. Yes, sir. As I stated, you know, when they come to this event, we have so many 
talented designers. Yes. I think people are really truly going to be blown away mm. at the aesthetic beauty of what they're going to see. Mm. Um, again, as I stated, you know, when you're creative and you're designing clothing, it comes from your creative source of inspiration. Mm. And for most of these designers, there's something that they're attached to when they're designing their various collections. For me, I'm always thinking about color tones. I'm thinking about what's going to make a woman feel good when she puts that design on. Why is she going to feel like a princess and like a queen, the queen that she is? So that is how I design my line. My line is designed around a lot of clean lines, a lot of suiting, a right down to the modern fashion. So when you think about that, you don't think about something that's being designed around a person's thought pattern or that person being a nun or that person being an orthodox Jew or that person being an orthodox Christian. What makes our design special is our headpiece, our covering uh, that we accompany with our design. But everything that I design can be worn by any woman who loves now. high fashion. Yes. Yes. So it's not just a Muslim thing. That's the. Uh, no, sir. Praise be to Allah. So, hey, look, brothers and sisters, we're at 8.06. We got about, what, 25 minutes left in tonight's broadcast. Brother Kenneth, I know you got some questions over there, brother, that you would like to ask. And for those who can want to call in, uh, Sister Patsy, she called in early and something didn't go right. So, dear sister, please feel free to call back. Call in number for our listeners that want to talk or ask our guest a question is 901 Eight seven seven four four seven eight. That's nine zero one eight seven seven forty four seventy eight. Sister Carmen, you were speaking about other fashion designers, and I was reading the, some of the articles that were published in the Final Call newspaper, and uh, they said it's real rare for other designers to, um, I like to use the phrase, put someone else on. Because we're all, in, you know, we're in a society where we tend to think, I got mine, you got to get yours, and uh, envy, and we feel like if we help somebody, they may move uh, an inch past us. So I think that's uh, something that attests to your character. But as I was reading the article, I saw where you are actually working with, uh, I hope I don't mess sister's name up, Maki Mandela, the daughter of Nelson Mandela, um, how did that come about? Wow. I, uh, as you know, I'm a very innovative person. <laughs> <laughs> and prior to our brother Nelson Mandela getting out of prison, mm. I began to communicate with his daughter, who at the time was studying at Columbia University in New York. And we kind of developed a unique friendship. And so... With that being said, uh, upon her father's release, I told her that every year in Long Beach, I would do a program centered around Black History Month. Hmm. And I told her that this particular year, I wanted to host the very first ever state dinner that was outside or away from, quote unquote, the White House. 
And so I told her that I wanted her to come from South Africa and I wanted her to be the keynote speaker mm. at this state dinner. Yes, ma'am. And it's really funny because, you know, once word got out that the daughter of President Nelson Mandela was coming to Long Beach mm. to be the keynote speaker at a state dinner, I must have had every celebrity in Hollywood calling that wanted to be at this state dinner. Mm. And um, at the time, I was close friends with Joe Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson's father. Right. And he had a young artist named Paris and he was kind of promoting her. Mm. But he told me, he says, Carmen, I, I, I really want Maki to meet Michael. Mm. And I said, sure. He said, you know, Michael goes everywhere with the mask on. And he had gone to Africa and he kept his mask on. Well, the people, some of the people there didn't understand why he kept the mask on and thought that he did that, uh, saying that there was there was a stench or an odor or something. I don't quite remember word for word yes, what Joe said. He said, but can you arrange for Maki to meet my son because mm -hmm. we want to clear that up in oh. the media? Yes, ma'am. And I said, oh, wow, of course. So I ended up doing this big state dinner in Long Beach. Oh. The fire department was saying they was going to close me down because wow. we were in a room that held a thousand people with almost 2000 people in there standing around the wall. Yes. Um, before the event started, let me tell y'all this. This is the truth. I lost my witness. Yes, ma'am. There ahead. was a guy walking around with a weapon. Hmm. The brothers caught him and found him and disarmed him and the police arrested him. Hmm. Wow. So that's what I mean when I say sometimes we're doing things and we don't even know how powerful what we're doing is. Uh -huh. And I ended up that weekend taking her or hosting a dinner for her with Michael at wow. Neverland Valley Ranch. Wow. Wow. After the event. And that was the beginning of my relationship with her. Wow. And that's been almost 27 years now. Man, man, man. See, brothers and sisters, this is the importance of having our own platforms and telling our own stories because you never know who it is that we're talking to and what experience they can share with us to inspire us. Some little girl is probably in the room with her mom listening to our podcast right now saying, wow, mama, I want to do that. You understand what we're saying? And that's the, the importance. Now, we don't want to get out of here tonight without getting some more details about what's going to go down in Chicago beginning June 30th. So, sister, give us some of the details in terms of, you know, what's going to happen, who's going to be there yes, and all that sir. stuff. Well, first of all, I want to tell the world, we need you there. We mm. are about to create a whole new narrative Come on, as it pertains to modest fashion. Mm. We're, this is not just a weekend filled 
with packed fashion. We are going to have catwalk presentations, mm. both live and virtual, mm. with designers from all over the world. Wow. We have a special unity peace walk plan where we are going to be walking for universal peace. Islam is peace. Yes, and this is not something where we're going to disrupt traffic, but we're going to disrupt the world <laughs> Come on because now. we walking for peace. Yes, okay. We are going to have a heal thy soul session with mm. our sister, sister Naira Muhammad, who has been all over the country. She just came back from Egypt mm. where she took a group with her and we're going to heal ourselves so that we're not just beautiful on the outside. Mm. We are beautiful on the inside. That's we are right. going to detox ourselves of all of the things that have kept us just dormant and not being able to do anything. We're going to get rid of all that. And we're coming together as sisters, mm. mothers, daughters, grandmothers, and we're going to sit in an environment and we're going to make sure that after that healing session, that we're able to do more for our families, our friends, our communities. Mm. This is going to be powerful. Wow. Then we're going to end the weekend with the very first ever Modest Arts Awards Gala that I'm calling the Modest Met Gala, where we yes. are going to honor those trailblazers whose shoulders that we are standing on. We wow. are going to be honoring one of the gurus of fashion all over Africa, mm. a black man who just started the first e-commerce African online portal that services the entire continent of Africa, wow. where you can go online and shop duty free mm. with every designer from art to fashion, to beauty supplies, to certain spices of foods. I mean, it's phenomenal. Wow. We are honoring our own first lady, Mother Khadija Farrakhan. Ooh. I am giving her <laughs> the global first lady queendom fashionista award. We are talking about there is no greater dress woman that represents high civilization better than Mother Khadija Farrakhan. Right. And we have witnessed that in her travels all over the world with mm. our brother, the Messiah, Come the most now. honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan. Yes. We gonna honor her. And I did that intentionally mm. because I stand on her shoulders. I admire her. But you know what? I'm tired of them going on people and putting the, so many best dressed, the, the, <laughs> the most sexiest woman alive. Come the most sexiest man alive. Come on. Come oh, on. Oh, no. We write our own narrative. This is our history. Come so on. if we say that she's the highest level of civilized dressed woman, she is at the pinnacle Come on. of society when it comes to a fashionista. That's right. I'm going to present her that way. 
Mm. in front of the whole entire world. Those that are coming, I got one of the founders of Paris Fashion Week that will be there. I got the organizer and CEO of Alhuda Center of Modest Fashion and Design who mm. runs the Islamic banking finance system in over 40 countries around the world. Woo. I have Mr. Uzo, who is the developer of Smart City Legos, which is going to look just like Dubai and is going to become the playground of the African continent. They will no longer have to travel to Paris, to Dubai, to Italy, to the rest of the world to enjoy a resort, to enjoy a luxury mall. This brother is putting that together. We are going to pay special homage to Virgil Abola, a young brother who was the director artist of design for Louis Vuitton. Brother, we are going to have a ball at this modest arts awards gala. And the biggest thing that we're doing is we're going to change the narrative because when they do the Met Gala in New York, they get all the A-list celebrities Mm. to come and they dress them and they dress them like freaks. Okay? We are going to show the world what a civilized, high fashion, glamorous black woman looks like. Come on out there and join us. We need your help. This event is not an easy event to do, beloved. Tell us how to help, sister, because my wife is going. Kim's wife is going. There's a whole crew of sisters coming out of uh, Mississippi and Memphis. They're going to be in Chicago. And I'm so happy for my wife. I said, baby, you need some me time. And she's going to hold it down while while she's away. And and I'm praying that she just have the time of her life. But tell the audience how can you uh, can we help? You Those can go to www.chicagomfw.com. Again, you can go to www.chicagomfw.com. Now let me say this, brother, on that website. There's a donate button. You don't have to come for the whole weekend. If you just want to come for Saturday, we've made it very easy for people to come and to be there and to enjoy this history-making milestone event for us doing this. See, we don't do this, brother. You don't have a Black family or a Black team of people that do this kind of thing. This is a first. This is history. I'm going to say it again. Whether we have 50 people there or whether we have 10,000 people there, this is history because we are controlling our own narrative. We are writing our own history. Family, we need your support. This event is very expensive. We have a back page on our gala brochure booklet that's just waiting. It's waiting for someone that wants to be a part of this history. You can advertise with us. You can purchase an ad. 
We're selling ads. We're going to have a virtual ad booklet. And following that, it will come out and be a print booklet. But we are doing everything that we can to present this event on the level that it needs to be presented on. This is not a fashion show in a gymnasium. This is not a fashion show. At your community center. No, this not. is a fashion show in a building that sits on Lake Michigan, Ooh. surrounded by water, ceilings almost 15 to 20 feet high. Wow. Oh, this is how we want to present who we are as members of the Nation of Islam. When people come there, we want them to walk away saying, oh, Paris, New York, they don't have anything on what them Muslims did over there in Chicago. They don't have anything on that black, that black family over there because they brought it. Mm. They came and they showed up and they showed out. Come on, family. Come Come on, on, Mary's. I know you hear me. Come on. I'm calling on you. Come on, black women. That's right. Let's do this. Come on. Let's do this. Stop allowing your children, your daughters, your granddaughters to look at all of these images that don't represent who they are. Mm. Asiatic black woman. Stop letting them look at ain't nothing wrong with Beyonce and Megan Thee Stallion and none of them. I love my sisters. That's right. But unfortunately, you know, we know what's being done. A lot of these people have been selected. That's right. That's to do right, the work sister. that they doing. Hypersexual. We got children getting snatched off the street. Sex trafficking. That's right. Because they're dressed in a way that makes somebody think that that's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. That's not who we are, family. We are the original the original Asiatic black women. Mm. Come on, family. Come on and support us. Come on and help us fill that place up. Come on, let's show up and show out. Again, Mm. go to www.chicagomfw.com. All you black businesses, you don't have to be in Chicago for us to come and support you. That's right. Let us recycle our black dollars. Let us stop giving all our money to the Korean hair care man. Come on. Who don't give a damn us. about you. Don't beat you. They up. don't care about you. They don't care about me. That's when right. we going to unite and come together and do something for ourselves. Come when on. we going to stand up and be counted. Come on, sister. Really be counted. That's right. Come on, family. Yes. Come on, Mills. sister. Come, come on, let's do this. You got me fired up, sister. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm talking to a warrior, not a warrior, just a straight up warrior. And sister, I hear the passion, and and I I can certainly relate myself and brother Kenneth because we want this Mississippi on the Move podcast to be creme de la creme. We want to be to the nines, as I would say, and we want it to be. Uh, a high standard of broadcast. We got about uh, about seven minutes left in tonight's broadcast. And Brother Kenneth, anything you want to part with before we get out of here, man? 
<laughs> oh, brother, it's just so much. I'm just sitting in, taking it all in. Uh, and when you're listening uh, to a person, uh, sometimes you hear their words, but um, it's not feeling their spirit. But mm-hmm. over these airwaves, I know mm-hmm. the people that tuned in, and I'm glad we recorded and we can replay it so they yes. can feel your spirit, Sister Carmen, because what it seems like to me from my vantage point that this is not a job. This is a passion. This is something that is interwoven into the fabric of your DNA. Come on, man. What we're looking at when we see you put this thing on, it is an expression of love, Mm. deep love that you have for your uh, people. Mm. And um, I implore those who are listening to, we must begin to support uh, one another. That's right. And I just want to thank you, Sister Carmen, for taking the time, uh, gracing uh, us with your presence. I want to thank you for your yes. sacrifice because thank you, sis. Uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, go in depth because of time, but you mentioned it that sometimes we see it and it looks all glamorous, mm-hmm. but we know that behind the scenes is much work, there's much sacrifice, there's a lot of heartache. And yet you have persevered all of these years. So, ma'am, uh, I want to salute your queendom and thank you so very much. And I'm excited uh, for you. And I pray. That's right. I just got to applaud that, brother. <laughs> thank you, beloved. If I can just, you know, reply to that, first of all, I thank you all. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Mm. And I thank the God. Mm. I can't thank you enough. It is an honor to serve, to serve, brother. Mm. It's an honor. And when Allah allows you to serve from a pure place, there's no greater inner gratification. Mm. We don't do what we do to be seen and heard of. That's right. We do what we do because we love God Mm. and because there's a man that has loved us unconditionally. So who am I if I can't love my brothers and sisters unconditionally? That's right. I love y'all. Love you too, sister. Love you too. Wow, wow, wow. It's, It's really... It's look, brother, it's it's beyond description that you can feel a person's spirit through a cell phone and a, uh, you know, a piece of equipment. Uh, her, her spirit is so strong coming through. And sister, I feel the passion. A couple of times here, brother Kenneth, I got goosebumps because I can relate because our desire uh, to do the work that we need to do in Mississippi. And I said to Brother Kenneth, Sister Carmen, before you get off real quick, uh, well, brother, we might need to try to get her down in the Delta, man. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that looks like or how that works, but look, uh, if you don't ask, it won't be given. Seeking ye shall find. So, but Sister man, Carmen, we thank you family, so much. Y'all family, <laughs> what you want me to come down there to do? We can pull up some cotton. We can do whatever y'all want to do. Hey, look, sister, <laughs> it's some beauty in Mississippi, and and I've fallen in love with the Delta. And look, it's some Great. beautiful people down in Mississippi. But Sister Carmen, look, we're at the end of this one, and we certainly want to thank you again, as Brother Kenneth clearly expressed our gratitude. 
for gracing our humble little podcast, Mississippi oh, yeah. on the Move with your presence. And we pray, pray that something was said by you and by us to inspire us to do great things and engage in great pursuits and help improve the life outcomes of our people. So, Sister Carmen, thank you, yes, Sister. Sir. May Allah bless you and my wife and the crew. Thank They'll be you. there in Chicago on the 30th. <laughs> Sister, we greet I you. I can't wait, beloved. I yes, cannot ma'am. wait. Praise I can't. To Allah. Yes, right, sir. Dear, I love you all. Love Thank you your too. audience. I love y'all over there in Mississippi. Mississippi love on the you. move. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> all praises due to Allah. Yes, I show I'm a Lakeham family. Wow, Lakeham Salam. Whoa, Brother Kenny, that was powerful, man. Brothers and sisters, you've been listening to the Mississippi on the move podcast with our guest, Sister Carmen Muhammad of Women Working Together Incorporated and Alnisa Designs. Man, they're going to be having the gala in Chicago. Any pardon words, brother? I'm going to play these commercials before we get out of here and we're going to roll out with that Mississippi on the Move theme song, brother. Oh, he, brother Kenneth is done. I'm looking in his eyes. He kind of full over here. He like, wow. So, dear brothers and sisters, we'll be right back and we're going to give some parting shots before we get out of here and we're going to part with these commercials worldwide 24 hours a day seven days a week download the final call radio app and take us everywhere on your phone on your computer on your tablet on instagram facebook and twitter you can also log on to finalcall.com and click the listen live button or finalcallradio.com final call final call radio the official voice of the honorable minister louis farrakhan and the nation of islam The Urban Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. The Urban Indulgence.com. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. And that's going to do it for tonight's episode of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Dear brothers and sisters, we certainly thank all of you for tuning in. And we leave you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace of Assalamu alaikum. Mississippi on the
Uh, deep in the delta where the willows grow, in the soil stained by the blood of my ancestors. Punch bold voices call out to my soul for justice. The wicked will reap what they've sown. Spirit of Aziz is back on the rise. Soldiers in the delta kept it alive. Time to stand up, take our place in the sun. Understand the time and what must be done. Mississippi, Mississippi. Gotta make a move and take control. Have something we can call our own. So shine your light, help the people see that now is the time for us to be free. And if you waving on the pine of sky, you better wake up fast. They told you a lie, cause big fields are waiting for wide awake, man. Elijah's got the master. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, Injustice, we've had enough. All of our divisions, we're breaking up. Destiny has been calling us. The spirit of the Most High is guiding us. Uh, see, the time is now. What you waiting on? Quit shooting your brothers. Put your gun down. Come on. They got a cage waiting for you if you keep that up. Early graves coming to you. From that, can't raise you up. Now, Sister Ida B and Fannie Lou, check them out and you'll know what to do. But if you really want your enemy to be alarmed, read the final call. Follow Farrakhan. Mississippi, Mississippi. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, Mississippi. Mississippi on the moon.